This is Days of Films Past, a podcast dedicated to exploring the legacy of cinema. Each and every week, we discuss a different movie that made a lasting impression on viewers like us. I'm James Kennedy. I'm Ellie Edwards. And this week, we'll be discussing Coming to America, starring Eddie Murphy. <laughs> Second Eddie Murphy movie. Oh How you feeling gosh, about it? Man. It's like, I was worried because usually we try to save things when he watches a movie for the first time. We try to save it for the podcast, and I'm always like, save it. But yeah. This is the first time where you just didn't immediately just start like trying to talk about it the next day. Yeah. And then, I, so that worried me. So, what's up? Well, I'm kind of like, this movie, I'm ashamed. I don't even know why it took me forever to watch this movie. All right. Let's tie this back to why we started doing this podcast <laughs> in the first place. We started doing this podcast because we kept having conversations about movies, and a lot of them was like me, you, and your brother. Yeah. A lot of it was if my, my your brother and I are talking about movies, and you're like, oh, I've never seen that. I'm like, we were like, what? <laughs> what do you mean you've never seen it? But like specifically, because this is when you're first starting to get into your own, doing comedy, you know, and yeah. it was like, how have you not seen any of these? Bro, I don't know. But it's crazy. The timing is crazy because the coming to America 2 is coming. I just found that out literally today. No. Yeah. I found that out when I first watched it. I was like, I got to look into this movie, see what's going on with, uh, with it. And then I was like, it kept showing the two cast. And I was getting confused. I was like, why is it, these it's guys a lot of looking this. old? No. <laughs> It's a lot of the a lot of the same cast, like in the in like, the beginning at least. Yeah, I was like, "What's this life was in this?" Wait, let me see if what's this life was in there. Because when I first saw the first coming to America cast, I saw you know Cuba Gooding Jr. So I was looking out for these guys. I looked at the cast before I went in. <sighs> yeah, I did. I had because I was like, I gotta know what to expect. No, you don't. Yeah, you should have gone, gone in unprepared because all those little cameos are fun when because. I like a lot of the little ones. I forget every single time. Like when you come up on the Cuba Gooding Jr., like, oh yeah, <laughs> Cuba's first on-screen role is that? This? Yeah, Whoa. I always forget. It's what? No wonder. Did they even show like his thing at the end? Didn't he show his little tag? Huh? No, he didn't even say a single word. Right. They filmed him talking a little bit, but huh? it got cut. Yeah, yeah. That's this. I don't know why it took me forever to watch it, but it was. I'm kicking myself in the ass for it because it was it was a lot of surprises because you know everybody that like this is everybody's already did was it Halloween costumes memes no. quotes actually when I'm pretty sure it was Jay Z and Beyonce did the costume and I was like yes so a lot of things were flying over yes. my head and not, I didn't get that like some a lot of this came from this I was like because every time a quote came I was like oh my gosh this is and I was I was just thinking about that that today. This movie was like for me, like, and a lot of other people was the ultimate quotable movie for a long time. I'd say like this is the most quotable movie like of the '80s in my mind. And there's a lot of like people that do a lot of quotable from like you know Caddyshack shit like that. Yeah. But this movie was super quotable, and I don't think it got like beaten on that level. Like mm -hmm. you know, got the dethroned until like you know the Will Ferrell and Friends Renaissance yeah. in the 2000s of mm -hmm. like ad-lib and all their ridiculous dialogue yeah which in this one i don't know if he ad-lib but i'm pretty sure because eddie murphy he did a lot of it and i've mm -hmm. seen a lot of his comedy in it but it was just let me just say overall this movie is was beautifully written <laughs> beautifully portrayed it was dope i love this movie i it, love this movie yeah all right so 
I've been watching this movie for over 30 years. I'm yeah, like, it's 32 I, years old. <laughs> well, I just turned 37. Sure. And I, I think this movie came out in like 87. So it's like, I've been watching this movie at least since I was six. Damn. Like we had it on VHS, like basically when it was almost brand new. And you was putting, you was put on game early. <laughs> yeah, no, I was. It's one of those things. Is like I was thinking it again because remember we, spoiler, we're not going to release it. But when we did Highlander, I was just like, I was like, oh man, I can't believe my dad let me watch this shit. When I was like a little kid. I'm like, I would never let my son watch this movie. Right, like until right. he's older, man. It's just like there's too much stuff. This is one of them. Like it you're is right one up of the, I think. If I would have watched it back in the day, was that your first titty you saw? In the... Oh, the Royal Bathers? <laughs> yeah. See, remember? I was like, I can't, I don't know what my first titty was. I don't know if it was, <laughs> you got me saying that. Great. Remember when I was like, Ben, but when you did Beverly Hills Cop? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, was that my first <laughs> I think that might have been my first really? one. Really? Okay. Okay, so yeah, both these movies, like, been watching both these movies over 30 years, but like, Beverly Hills Cop is way up there for me. You know that. Yeah. But I said, even when we did that one, like, Coming to America is above that for me. And yeah, I went, that's why yeah, I want to do Barely Lewis Cop. And then it's like, I think we did his, when he really hit his stardom yeah. with Barely Lewis Cop, like, he superstar. Mm -hmm. And then this is, like, my favorite movie of his, though. So I feel like doing both <laughs> in, the, in, in, like, the same season of the shows for us is, was nice. Yeah, it was, it's, it's really nice. Because this is just, yeah, Beverly Hills Cop, he's like... You can tell the difference in the in the Eddie Murphys. This one is just like him. He had so much energy and so over. yeah, so much like raw talent that like drove everything about Barry Lyle's Cop. Remember we talked about all the problems yeah. that movie had getting made and like all like the soft script that they mm -hmm. were like writing as the movie was filming. So like again, tons of ad libbing, ad libbing, yeah. and he carried that movie. This movie. He is the star and he's more self-assured and he still owns it and he's still at like the top of his game. Also, he didn't carry the whole thing in the same no. way. Like Arsenio. Arsenio. Man. Arsenio. <laughs> he came <it>. through. <laughs> yeah, he did. So that's why this one's better. That movie's amazing because of it's all him, but this one is like he had he shared the load and everybody brought their own thing to it. Let's talk about the cast, because this is what I think what made it the buildup of why it's real a really standpoint. It's such a good cast. Everyone, everyone knows somebody in this movie, whether they were in childhood memory or a freaking adult. Everyone can see someone in there, like James Earl Jones. Everybody knows that voice. It's Mufasa. Mufasa. <laughs> <laughs> Only he can it's sound Darth like Vader. a king. <laughs> Is it? Yeah, that's it's right. It's Darth Vader. It's the, it's the old man that owned the beast in Sandlot. Never but, watched Sandlot, but we'll watch it. We'll watch it. So like, all right, so everybody that's in this movie, it's my favorite role of theirs, except for Hugh Bleeding Jr. because it's just <laughs> and Samuel Jackson. Oh yes, but Samuel Jackson had a was this one of his beginners? It's one of his early roles. Yeah, if he had just that role. You could he say he could come into any. You can cast him in any other film because of that one little scene that he had. He was just so serious in that one. But it's like it's easy to forget that because he's you know he's only in a few minutes of the movie, <laughs> yeah. but like. As soon as he said motherfucker, he's like, oh, he's going to own that wor word for the rest of his life. Yeah. Yeah, that was his, that was his <laughs> quote for his life. His legacy is that motherfucker. <laughs> True. Every, yeah. I mean, he was good in that role, though. Like, but everybody, 
Well, every no, you know what? Louis Anderson. Oh yes, Louis Anderson, man. I will say this is my second favorite role of his. My first favorite role of his was him being himself. <laughs> because like Not the dear moms and a dear dad. <laughs> <laughs> so I was gonna meet up with some friends at if anybody's ever been to Sunset Strip, West Hollywood. Mm-hmm. A bunch of cool like rock shows and everything goes on there. Yeah. I was gonna meet up with some friends later and first we we're gonna hit up this lounge that actually quite a few of us used to hang out at. We're going to head up there and then we're going to try to go see, I think that was the same night we tried to go see the Smashing Pumpkins and then we skipped out on a, on a, on someone else's birthday. Oh, <laughs> but so it was like a, one of them long situation, but I was like, I drove from the Valley. I was like, I got to pee bad. And I wasn't meeting anybody yet. I was yeah. like, it didn't take as long. So I was like, where's that supermarket? So I drew, I drove, I don't I can't remember. It's not a Ralph's. It's not a Vons, but it's one of them. Stater yeah. Brothers? No, it's like it one Cali, of, right? Yeah, I think it was a Rayleigh's maybe. I don't know. It was like on, yeah. it was, I think the one off Santa Monica, but mm. long story short, I'm like, I gotta go, I gotta, I gotta go to the bathroom. I gotta pee so bad. Uh-huh. And so I, I run in there and somebody's in the men's bathroom. So I was like, oh, I'm, uh, I, I gotta go. So I'm waiting. And then out walks Louis Anderson. No. Yes. Out walks Louis Anderson. I was like, it's me, so I'm starstruck. I'm like, not a lot of people are being starstruck by Louis Anderson, I, I assure you. But I'm like, oh. I, did, like I just had a mouth agape, watched him walk by. Yeah. So, oh my God, that was Louis Anderson. <laughs> and then I walked into the bathroom and I said, oh my fucking God, that's Louis Anderson. It was fucking horrible. He destroyed Th- that, that suit. Yeah, he oh. did. And I was like, I had to pee so bad. So I just, I'm like, ah, oh, I went in there. Just You just sniffed the uh, famous dude's. Oh, big famous dude. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. I've worked in, I've worked in oil fields my entire adult life. And that man that can do some damage compared to some of these people. Man, you know what? For someone who does damage to his body, he's still alive and kicking. He's like 67, 68 right now. He's old. Yeah, but. Have you watched his comedy ever? Not really. I just, I just remember little bits and pieces of memory from his TV show. Yeah, I love oh, I, Life with Louis. Yeah, Life with Louis. The cartoon. Yeah, the cartoon. cartoon. It almost made me thought it was him talking in real, but it was just him in cartoon talking about stuff, right? Or was it his real life talking about stuff? And then it was he nar- like he, well, he did the voice of his young self, and then he, I think he narrated as an adult. Yeah, I don't know if you ever saw his face or anything, but that was a hilarious cartoon when we were kids. Yeah. So another another character in here that stands out to me. Just because you have your Louis Anderson story, I have a story of one of the actors here that I met. Whom? John Amos. I met John. You met Kuntikinte. Yeah, I was about to say you met, you met Kuntikinte. <laughs> yeah. Well, adult old man Kuntikinte. Yeah. What's just cool, crazy because was he he already filmed Kuntikinte before this, right? Yeah, like a decade. Like a decade. Yeah. So he was our. This is one of his roles where okay, we know this guy. This is dope. This is so the way I met him. I didn't notice, but he's a Colorado State alumni. And that's how I met him. We are first Colorado, my first ever Colorado or Division One football game. We played Colorado University, so we were at the showdown in Denver. And then the coach was like, yeah, we got a special guest coming in. He's a Colorado State uh, alum. Well, I don't know if he actually graduated, actually. But he took acting classes at Colorado State. Anyway, we all come by. We all sit down, and then he comes by me, and I'm not, I shit you not, he touches me, he's like, hey, nice hair. And then he walks over, and I was like, looked at him, I was like, come to Kinte, I said, come to Kinte. 
That's fucking dope. Man. I was like, Colorado. He was a Colorado State dude. He's like, yeah. And he was like talking to us about his his hatred for CU and how we have to keep the legacy alive. And it was dope. It was so. It was, it was a great little thing. But yeah, it was little moments like that. I couldn't even like try to talk about this movie. Unless I was going to get into like all this stuff because that's, oh, you got that's why I had to like just shelter myself. No, no, I'm glad you saved it. <laughs> yeah, so it w- and yeah, this, that was a dope experience. So I had John Amos, you the man. I was excited when I found out he was in the sequel. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I huh? found it all that today. But, man. But he was like, I grew up watching this. I didn't see, I didn't see Roots until I was probably maybe not full, like a teenager, but I've been watching this for years. And it's weird when you're a kid, there's the age gap of 10 years seems like a lot and I didn't even put it together till later mm. you know, like way later I was like and then I see it again I've seen it I'm like oh come and do America <laughs> <laughs> yeah I wasn't really a big fan of Eddie Murphy just because of the Nutty Professors that was it and then you went to Beverly Hills and then yeah I'm ashamed because <laughs> it's like why is Eddie Murphy so built up and I was, just realized that I think his, the Nutty Professors what kind of yeah I think we talked about that last mm-hmm, time when we yeah. did Girls Cap like your intro to Eddie was weak yeah it was and one person that stood out right away from me is this Oha guy <laughs> <laughs> he, bro I is, I, he is regal though I you know what I thought he was like I was like is this guy old? he's like the first ever dude I can can't tell his age is he old or young is he sixteen or thirty six or sixty I honestly I'm gonna put him in his mid twenties man this guy was and they caught me off guard that when he started singing, they <laughs> dying crying. I was crying. I was like, why is this here? But this shit is hilarious. It's funny. And it was like, if you forget about it, oh, he's kind of a terrible singer, but he's really going for Man, it. Man, well, because I have, you know, coming from a, com- a real heavy comedy background, just watching all the little things that little, you know, comments, little things that they said, little sly remarks, just everything was like, yo, that's. Hilarious. What was it? the landlord guy when the dude was rolling down the stairs? There's a lot of things, but we can go in the scenes and stuff okay. like that. But yeah, I'm just going all over the place with these this cast. The cast is good, man. Lisa Dow. McDowell. Ah. Uh, my God. I know, man. Like. Okay, her and Garcelle are it's my two. She was the third flower girl. Not the first. Not the, I think she was the first one. Was she the first one? I'm getting confused between her. Is she the one that usually stands on the left? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, okay. that, yeah. That's my favorite yeah. one too. Yeah. So it's like Lisa's I don't know. Like... I don't know the flower girls' names, but it's the the one that stands to the left. I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> so yes. The I mean, all right. So we can get into it as we get into it. But uh, the women of Zamunda, <laughs> as like as a whole, like yeah, the flower maidens. Yeah. Uh, the, the flower bearers. What the rose bearers? The rose bearers. The rose bearers. Yeah. All of them are very very attractive. They they started this movie off strong. Mm-hmm. The bathers. Also, we're going to get into the bathers, but (laughs) when I was a kid watching this movie, younger than I should have been. We're not letting my fiance listen to this right now. No, but like at six years old, I didn't know much about being royalty, (laughs) but I knew that I all of a sudden wanted to be a prince so I could have royal bathers. (laughs) At six, I understood that that is the high watermark for life. My jaw dropped in that scene. Because I didn't realize where That's That by Snoop Dogg got that beginning part. You guys were talking about that? And I yeah. still am like, I'm going to have to listen to it. That was my ringtone on my cell phone for a long time. And I was like, this is a dope intro. Your royal penis is clean, your highness. I was like, <laughs> I, my jaw dropped. I was like, I can't believe That's it. one of the most From quotables. to America. That's, 
the royal penis is clean, your highness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a jaw-dropping moment outside of the fact that it was yeah, a titty scene. I was like, whoa, Eddie Murphy was, was bold. They did a good job. Yeah. They did a real good job with that one. (laughs) They made sure that we knew he was waking up to a whole orchestra. (laughs) And actually, Kunta Kinte's wife, Uh it's the queen. I didn't even put that together until I read it. I didn't even notice until I read it. You know, she's also a very attractive older woman. That's hilarious because that's why they were looking at each other. They were flirting. Mm -hmm. What the well, it was like, it was like, mind fl- blown right now. Mind that, blown. I wouldn't call what they had going on flirting. She seemed like she was just being bent as well, nice as possible. But okay. the, no, but the looks they were giving each other is that knowing weirdness. Yeah. And then I was like, I didn't even remember. Th- and James Earl Jones was in Roots the Next Generation. <laughs> I never saw Roots the Next Generation. Well, I mean, this cast was, the cast had everyone in that had like a big roles in black actor roles. It had everyone that you would assume to be in this movie be in this movie. Even the little cameos, yeah. It was dope. Yeah. And Sheila Johnson, the lady in waiting. Oh, who my Roderick gosh. thought it was his sister. I'm like, that's not his sister. That's the queen's servant. Yeah. So it's like the lady in waiting. She, I'm going to put her above Rose Bear number three or whatever. Okay. Left okay. Rose Bear. Yeah, she's she definitely top three for sure. I saw her too. I was like, yo. Yeah, but I don't, is word. it Shari? Or Sh- it's got to be Shari Headley. Lisa McDowell. Yeah. Lisa McDowell was like a very strong crush for me as a kid too. Yeah. I rank her easily, easily top five eighties, maybe, maybe top two eighties. I don't know if it's the accent. Actually from Queens, I found yeah. that. Yeah. And you know who reminds me of her? It's the other chick. She's off of, what's it? I forget her name. Oh, what's it? A run, the Rundown. Really? Rosario Dawson? Yeah. She had like a Spike Lee movie that she was in where she had that same kind of persona like lisa mcdowell or shari headley yeah that was one of my first crushes was her so definitely lisa mcdowell would have definitely took one of my votes for sure yeah uh, when roderick said that oh my co-worker when roderick said that he he said no i was like what what he's like and he he brought up the lady in waiting yeah i'm like yeah for sure but <laughs> lisa mcdowell dude yeah you know what's funny is i would put those rose petal chicks Better than the one he was supposed to marry. Oh, no, for sure. Yeah. The one that he was supposed to marry at first was easily the worst looking <laughs> woman in Zamunda. <laughs> Besides the big gal that, yeah, that came, it... came in to introduce her. <laughs> she was not. Yeah, I can see why. All right. So we're going to get it. We'll get into more people. Strong, strong cast. Yeah. Real strong. It's what made the movie. Mm-hmm. You could tell that they had fun working with each other. Oh, but we'll get into some God, of the yeah. uh, some of the later drama later. We'll get into the rest of the people. All right. Oh, we still have a couple of things we got to do. Mm-hmm. We... All right. So this is usually where we do the summary breakdown. And I, I always grab something off IMDb. But there's only two <laughs> summaries. One was a really long one. And one was just like the blanket one that they usually get from an unknown IMDb user, I guess. So... An extremely pampered African prince travels to Queens, New York, and goes undercover to find a wife that he can respect for her intelligence and will. Hmm. Mm. That's it. I mean. That's short and sweet, actually. That's pretty. Yeah. I mean. Pretty good. I feel, I feel like it could have been a little better, but you know, I mean. Yeah. If you're, that's like the boring <laughs> made-for-TV movie description. That could be a Lifetime movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good point. Yeah, that's a good one. All right. So. Perfect. Directed by John Landis. <laughs> so. John Landis, he's one of the biggest comedy directors 
beyond my lifetime. He was doing famous movies, big movies before I was born, mm. you know? So very big director in his time. He had a run of hits. Then he got in some legal issues because people died because of him while filming a movie. So he's like, you know, famous charges. People? No. Oh, okay. But he got charged from manslaughter and he had some string of not so big movies. So Eddie Murphy had to fight to get him on this one. Damn. Because he directed Trading Places, which were another movie we're going to do. Okay. So good. Is it an Eddie Murphy movie? Mm-hmm. Okay. So we're going to do it. So he directed Thriller. Yeah. What? Yeah. He directed Thriller. He directed Black or White. What other Whoa. music videos did he do? Oh. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yo, it's a, and the budget was what? 36 mil? I actually didn't look that up this time. I did. It was okay. like 36 mil. And oh. they made eight times that. And it stayed, actually, it's, it stayed under budget, too. Really? Crazy? Mm-hmm. All right, so he did Animal House, the Blues Brothers. Ooh, blue, we're doing Blues Brothers, too. Is that the ones with the dudes with the glasses on? Yep. Okay, never never really got that concept. That was, like, an actual band, those two, but it was, like It was a Saturday Night Live skit that they turned into movies, and I believe it was the first one that actually, if they even did one before that, but it, it was either the first one, like, the first one that actually worked. Really? I loved that movie growing up. I, I want to be that. a I haven't, I haven't watched it. Man. Turns out I don't got soul. <laughs> Trading places we're doing. Coming to America. American Werewolf in London. We're going to do that one. What? Twilight Zone he, the movie. He did that? He did the werewolf in London? Mm-hmm. Not Dude. Paris. London. Have you oh. seen the original? That's the London one. It's good. Okay. I like them both. Um, yeah, yeah. I that's weird. One. The one with the red jacket? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like them both too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, was, that was a dope movie. Yeah, so... We should talk. Ah, fuck it. We'll talk about it now. Go ahead. All right. So Eddie Murphy wanted to work with him again. He put this movie together. Mm-hmm. He made this movie happen. He got to choose director. He fought to this make sure all that Eddie. Yeah, he fought wow. to make sure that it was John Landis. But they had problems on set. Eddie Murphy thought he was wasn't being respectful enough for what he did to get him on there. And then some people hadn't got paid when they were supposed to, and they're bitching on the set. And he said, "Go, that's bullshit. Go ask Eddie for that money." What? Which is not professional. No. But apparently, uh, Eddie choked him out. What? Like, didn't choke him, like, till he passed out, but choked him till he choked, and then he hit the ground. So it was, like, that serious? You hear about stuff like that happening on set, but you know what? You wouldn't know. They didn't have crazy problems. They got things done under budget and Mm -hmm. undone on time. Yeah. You hear about The Rock and Vin Diesel feuding. Yeah, And, like, it's it's delaying stuff. (laughs) Yeah, true. That's kind of crazy that they were feuding because... They didn't, yeah, they wouldn't talk for, to each other for a while. And then eventually they made amends and Eddie asked him to do Beverly Hills Cop 3, which Whoa. I don't know if he actually directed, but it is a terrible movie. <laughs> I'll give it that. <laughs> so they were, the magic had ended with this coming to America? Mm-hmm. Damn. So we were discussing, it's, we're going to do seasons of 12 episodes and we're going to give ourselves a break. This is actually... The, this isn't where this one's going to be placed when we release these, mm-hmm. but this is the last one we're recording this for this season. What we should do some filler in between seasons so that each and every week thing I keep saying isn't a lie. Yeah. But, <laughs> but we got to give ourselves a little bit of a break. So we might do in between seasons, you know, where we yeah. just do short little movies that are definitely not going to make the podcast <laughs> where we could just talk yeah. about them. Beverly Hills Cop 3 would be a great. Perfect. A great one. Yeah. But we'll probably wait till after we watch Beverly Hills Cop 2 for that one. Yeah, we'd have to. We'll do other crappy movies. <laughs> we can do all of them. All the crappy movies. Yeah. 
All right, so do you want to get into it? Yeah, let's get into uh, the scene by scenes. Let's go scene by scene. All right, beginning. Obviously, I had to put that as dopest scene. This is one of the movies I had the hardest problem trying to compile the list in my head for dopest scenes because I liked the whole thing from start yeah, to finish. So I had a loss. I had a long list. But the intro, yeah, do you want to do the in- Get into the intro. The intro of it, well, outside for that minute and a half of all the names of the freaking characters and actors that you're going to see in they, the film. They didn't computer generate that, so I don't know how they got that. That was big sweeping through the- yeah. Oh, did you computer the, generate that? I don't think so. It was, that was, it was 1987. I mean, they had computer graphics, but I don't know if they had. It looked legit. That was a really nice. Maybe they did. I thought maybe they'd composited stuff yeah. together, but it was so smooth. And then one thing I thought, well, maybe they did it fast, but filmed mm-hmm. super slow motion to get it smooth out. Yeah. Yeah, that was dope. Yeah, I didn't really. I thought it was CG or something or like, you know. Because it wasn't moving and a helicopter and aircraft does. I'm like, that's what I was thinking. But was it like, was believable. Yeah, no, it was beautiful too. Yeah. Yeah, you know, so it was nice. That's what it, that's the first thing I noticed. I was like, I, I never that, noticed how nice. How, did we like, even look up where I didn't even look up where that was at where they shot this at? Oh, Zamunda. <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously they're rich. Okay, yeah. We'll talk about Zamunda after we get into Zamunda. <laughs> yeah. So he goes in we go into orchestra coming in and we don't know what the orchestra's for. <laughs> Oha's just about to you think they're gonna be playing for somebody at a concert or something, but it's just the prince akeem sleeping and they're waking him up with a soft little orchestra and that was just that just already wrapped me in my took me by surprise like what is going on this mother then they had the rose petals motherfucker putting rose petals in for every step i was like yo this dude what is going on right now and then he wakes him up it's like you could tell he wakes up at the same part of the song every (laughs) single day it's part of his routine and that's how he's been waking up his entire life yeah his entire life they're taking him to the house he's like mm-hmm. you think you think for once maybe i can uh, i could use, use the, the bathroom on my own <laughs> and he said very very humorous your highness <laughs> wipers Wiper. <laughs> <laughs> called it the royal wipers <laughs> he didn't lift a finger for brushing his teeth he had a he had help with his gargling <laughs> All right. so because you know I, I watch these a bit more analytical than normal oh when we do these things uh-huh. and i was like for the first time ever, I was like, man, maybe are they getting too much into like, showing how pampered he was? And like, are they going to get making it too ridiculous? Yeah. And then I'm like, because of later about how the contrast of his new life, and how, <laughs> yeah. how he's kind of proud to be living like a normal person. You, you get it a bit it's more. Perfect. He was over pampered. Over it. And he knew he was over pampered. Yeah. He didn't even like it. But like, they really sold it. Like, he, not only did he not brush his own teeth, he didn't gargle his own <laughs> mouthwash. He had a royal throat. Uh, throat rubber that gargled his <laughs> gargled yeah, it was his... super ridiculous but it was yeah if you could be that rich why not you know what i mean they had a whole long table speaking to each other in the speaker box which i don't think people even in the 80s would ever think of that yeah no the super super long dinner table yeah or whatever dining table <laughs> he's he's like he's trying to talk to his parents through a little little intercom yeah, see, I thought the parents were going to be douchebags because, well, who would make their son do this? But it was just an over the top of how spoiled he was. Yeah, pampered yeah. for sure. And then it's that's just the royalty in a very, very prosperous, very mm-hmm. prosperous African country. Yeah. And they're so rich. Yeah, which was dope because I think the dynamic is it plays off of that comedy of what people think Africa is like. <laughs> savages they live in huts all right so 
for reasons I'm like just as far as utopian African societies, mm-hmm. I put Zamunda way above Wakanda. <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. Because yeah. like there's like, there's up. definitely Zamunda is the start of Wakanda. <laughs> yeah, oh, guaranteed. I mean the com the Wakanda was already in comic books, but you know, yeah, you know what's that director's name that did Creed and Black Panther? Mm. Ah, that guy. Yeah. So you know, I don't care what anybody says. He definitely took definitely took stuff from Coming to America. I actually, I actually looked up little things on Coming to America. There was a couple ads that showed that if you watch Black Panther, you have to be a fan of Coming to America. And I just put the two and two, two together. I was like, yeah, that's actually where I would have thought it actually came from. Knowing if I watched Coming to America before Black Panther. Zamunda is superior. Yeah, it definitely in is. Every conceivable way. Mm-hmm. That is where that's where I want to go live. <laughs> definitely where I would want to go live too. It's beautiful there. Mm-hmm. So we, we got we'll talk about him talking to his parents though. He's mm-hmm. like cuz it's it's supposed to be the day he meets his bride. Yeah. And it's his 21st birthday. He's trying to have a conversation. So he goes up and he's cuz he's tired of talking to the, the intercom box. He feels he's a man. Yeah. Like this 21 that's like when he's like a full man. You know, like yeah. that's why they're doing all the celebration, meeting his wife. He's starting to want to be his own man. He's mm-hmm. like, ah, I'm going to go talk to him like a man yeah. about what's going on. And then and he's, he gets up and he begins to walk without the rose, the rose bearers. <laughs> and his parents are looking at each other like, what is he doing? I think he's coming down here. Yeah. And they're like, rose bearers. He yells and they, they're running to try to keep up and throw roses in front of him. Yeah. And the conversation he wants to have is he should be able to do certain things on his own. He's a yeah. man. He should be able to Touch. wipe his own backside. He should be. Able, he doesn't need the rose bears. Well, from this day forth, <laughs> whoever throws roses at my son's feet will answer to, to me. me. And then rose bear on the left. It's her reaction that you zoom in on. You're like yeah. she does like the sh- the scared look, and then she backs. Up. <laughs> she backs. Up. Yeah, yeah, that's what, that's what I like. And it's funny is because the dad was. You have a mustache. <laughs> yeah, you you've you've grown a mustache. <laughs> and and then the uh, mom, the mom, well, the, yeah, the mom, the queen. I'm. I will on. She goes, Joffrey, it's been a year. <laughs> she is really regal. Yeah. Even more than James Earl Jones. She mm-hmm. is like very regal. She Joffrey, played mom. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's been a year. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and it, she played a great queen, you know, standing up for her son and stopping her, her very powerful husband yeah. when she sees that it's time. You know, I actually had to admit, for a made-up accent, I mean, I don't know if it was made up, but it's like they were going off of almost like a British slash African accent. I mean, colonialism. Colon- yeah. So it's depending on where their English comes from, it's got roots. They're definitely, yeah, but they're very poised with their language. Yeah, I'd say they're- they But I, like... it was believable. I thought I wasn't going to believe the accent the whole way through with Eddie Murphy, but it was believable. You actually didn't even notice at certain times. No, I think it's- they sold it. Like yeah. it it's an Americanized colonial type mm. accent thing yeah, going yeah. on. It's been a year. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, I've never even tied my own shoes. <laughs> I've tied, I tied my own shoes once. A completely overrated experience. <laughs> I tied I my own shoes. I was like, damn, how much time do we waste tying shoes? I mean, <laughs> no less than having somebody do it for you. <laughs> Exactly. No more. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, your pedals are not, you know, I'm still your prince. Yeah. So, the, so he's definitely he's starting to put two and two together. He's trying to be his own man, trying to find. So he's feeling the pressure of having to marry someone who's just made for him. 
mm-hmm. because this, so that the wife that they have arranged for him was born to service him. That's sad. Yeah. It's weird. He's <laughs> like, I'm here to serve you. Anyway, we'll get to that part, but that, that Ars- wedding? Arsenio. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Simi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A semi, yeah. Semi. Dopest he, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's like America watching Eddie Murphy trying to do this whole thing. He's like, no, we know what we want. We would rather have. Yeah, no. He's the annoying best friend <laughs> that really annoys the king and the queen. Yeah. Like a lot. And you get it. You immediately get it. But you like that he's actually his friend because as soon as that he's not sucking up to the parents because they're the king and the queen, uh-huh. he's talking to his buddy like that's his actual buddy instead of a suck up. Yeah, true. Yeah. Who would you compare him to as far as other characters when it comes to the buddy? I was thinking Steve Urkel. Kind of no, like, more like one the close one would be would be Mouth from Goonies <laughs> for me. Oh. <laughs> Never watched Goonies. I know. It's on the list. Okay. All right. Mouth from Goonies for me. No, but he was he played the perfect role. But when we get into the the fighting when they were in the dojo, because that's where it goes to next. What were they wearing? What were they wearing? They were wearing those their own kung fu pants, basically. The outfit that they were wearing before that was. Uh, oh yeah, no, they were wearing like a uh, for horse horse. Yeah, like uh, not croquet, but yeah, no, it's they're riding horses with the croquet. Doing yeah, those. what is that sport where you're you're hitting balls? <laughs> yeah, that's the is the cro- which was the wearing. which yeah they were in. Which is supposed to be like one of the sporting most jockey outfit thingies. Most expensive sports is that? That's the one. That's the most expensive. One of the most expensive sports. Yeah, they're definitely. Mm-hmm. What is that sport? I don't know. We'll find out. We look it up later. Yep. So, if you're listening, say it to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> we can't hear you. So they go into the dojo though, and then this is where the dialogue is like kind of weird because if they're friends, they sh- are they talking like this? It's all right. So. Yeah, the way I was, it was supposed to be for the fields, like, oh, as soon as, like, when it's just them, them, them it's yeah. a different relationship. Yeah. But the trash talk was mainly to do because they were about to fight. Yeah. You know, so he, was, <laughs> he was talking shit before fighting. Yeah, that's true. I was like, eh. Because you could tell he doesn't normally talk like that to him because when he oversteps his bounds a little bit, he's like, were you going to say something? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. Uh, and then this, the dojo part is where we realize what he was looking for, what he's, what he's wanting to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He doesn't like the idea of an arranged marriage. No, he wants someone to have. Because Simi's actually asking him, "You don't want the fact that this woman is gonna do everything you desire." And he's like, "No, yeah. I want someone who." Of course not. That's the way it's always been. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, but they start talking normal when they're fighting, they're stick fighting, jumping around, doing mm-hmm. all kinds of acrobats and flippies. And as soon as Arsenio semis on his back, that's when they're just they start like in normal conversation mode, completely yeah, normal. Exactly. He's like, it's the way it's always been. Mm-hmm. And then this is when they make the plot. Well, no, they, no, not, not yet. They cut to the wedding, the giant ceremony where he meets his wife. Yeah, which was dope. So cool. I want to learn that dance. All right. <laughs> so when I was, I'm watching that. I was like. God, they did such a good job with this, too, because to the music, everything. It was like a music video. Oh, it was. It really was. You could see why he was like, people liked him for music videos. Mm-hmm. So, and he'd already done. Remember he already the time. Had th- he already, all right, so he had Thriller under his belt by the time he did this. Did, did you know, because I found out that today, that the dance they were doing, most of it 
all it was was a high tempo version of the thriller dance. So no if you speed, way. Yeah, if you speed up thriller, it's apparently that's the dance they're doing. No way. Hey, thriller looks good when you move fast. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, what? I gotta watch it again now. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm gonna be watching it for a long time now. Thriller is always my favorite Michael Jackson song, but for some reason, my favorite video was always "Beat It." Mm. Was it the "Walking on the"? Was it? No, that's not. That's Billy Jean. No, yeah, you know he's Thriller. He's got the he's got the red jacket with the white shirt, mm-hmm. with the piano. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was getting you know what at this time I was getting a "Remember the Time" vibes just because it was Eddie Murphy in there. And and then they were like dance for him, and so it's kind of like you know they were trying to impress the king in that mm-hmm. in that music video. So it was like I had that flashback with them. No, it was a very impressive dance, and actually, I liked that it showed that they were also impressed. Yeah, the king, the queen, Eddie—they're all very impressed with the show because it was very impressive. Yeah, and I liked that it showed that they were they liked it. Yeah, and enjoyed it. You know, it was dope. It was very beautiful. So. How many extras do you think they have when they do the bro? I don't know. Oh, there's so many people there. I almost thought you know who. What's his name off of Ace Ventura? I thought he was the one that was the crazy dude. I thought he was in that dance. I was like, he has to be in here. But he's not. I forget who that actor is. There's so many people there. And they're all dressed very nicely. And they all got, yeah. And they all just have beads covering? I need Uh, to get sashes in. Yeah, little sashes. They're they're not all royalty, but they're all, what do they call it? They all have status. At least, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) They're all like, they're all the upper crust of Zamunda. They're all there. Yeah. It was super cool. What would be dope is if they would just have the same kind of crew from back then do the same thing. <laughs> see how far they can get. <laughs> like, All right. See how many of you guys still got it. Mm, it's been too long. A lot of them, <laughs> a lot of them might be dead or hard to find. Oh, yeah. Probably got bad knees. Mm. But yeah, so he pulls the, the wifey into, they, you see the wife. He looks... Decent, but not what we no, haven't she de- seen. She definitely doesn't live up. And what I was thinking about it too is like, why, why her? I'm like, you know what? I think they wanted to give us a reason to root immediately yeah. be like, you know what? Like, cause let's look for some well, else. Yeah, we could do better. <laughs> yeah. We could do better than this born to serve lady on lots of levels. Yeah. So and she bark. The way she barks like a dog is very annoying. Oh my gosh! Whatever that was, that ringing <laughs> get that shit out of here. <laughs> I'm surprised that dad didn't say, I see what you're talking about, son, after that. Oh, but I honestly think that's the real ending. Her and Sammy should have got together because they're <laughs> yeah, both annoying. Yeah, for real. True. But then he got with someone even more annoying. Mm-hmm. So he pulls his <laughs> soon-to-be wife soon to, be, yeah. to the side and let's get to know each other. He's like, you know, what do you like? Whatever you like, your highness. What do you like to do? Whatever you like to do, your highness. He's like, no, don't just do whatever I, I tell you to say. And then he's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> this bitch. She got me. Actually, that was really well written, though. Yeah. <laughs> no. like, oh. Fucked like a dog. And then, <laughs> and then dad walks in. I see you're getting to know each other. She's barking like a dog. He's like, he's like, leave my son and I. So she just is hopping on one foot, barking like a dog and leaving. <laughs> Perfect, bro. And then he's talking to his dad. He's like, he wants to go. He needs to experience the world. He needs to, before he's married, married. for the rest of his life, he's like, ah, so your royal oats. <laughs> no, that's not father's No, I'm saying, no, it shall be done. <laughs> yeah, he's a great dad, but then he just doesn't really care at the same time. It's like, eh, whatever he wants. He's got a lot going on. He's yeah. running the country. <laughs> Tim and Simi, they go into a boardroom or something like that, like a prep room, a war room. 
That's yeah, war room. It's I'm gonna go with a study of some kind. <laughs> yeah. And they say they want to go to America, and then he flips a coin from with L.A. and New York. I was like, damn, what if it landed on L.A.? But it ha- it, New York is. That's where they should have done the sequel. Because LA, right? yeah, because because of that. Yeah, because it changes it up. Because I see it's because they're doing back it in New York. They did a lot of filming in Atlanta. Oh, for this next one? Yeah, I don't know. If maybe it's hard to sub Atlanta, but they, they did a lot of filming in Atlanta. Mm. That's what I saw. They should have did it in LA then. Yeah, so why not LA? What the fuck? Now that I think about it. Well, it's expensive. And, and this was, well, This the sequel was supposed to go to the theater until the pandemic. I forgot where it said it was going to be released. I think it's Amazon. Mm. By the time people listen to this, I mean, it's going to be soon. Yeah. Or after, really. By the time somebody actually listens to it. Which is kind of dope because it'll be relevant. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So they flip a coin, land on New York. So it's like, where in New York? With the education he has, I feel I feel like he would know more about New York. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He has a, Especially if New York was one of his options. Yeah, he's very smart. Mm-hmm. And he's very well educated. I feel like he'd know more about New York to know that Queens is not the place that he wanted to go. Well, he was looking for a poor place, right? Well, they're like, where do but, you go? But where they to go exactly? They went with yeah. Queens because it was called Queens. Yeah, true. He wanted average. Guy. Like, he wanted yeah. normal. Yeah. This, <laughs> this is a hilarious part, of, too. When they're in the airport, it's like, they're dressed up in, like, he has a, a pretty much a big-ass gold necklace. And he's like, try not to look like you're rich or yeah. come from wealth. And he's like, <laughs> okay. And they're both walking all serious, but behind them is a trail of freaking maids. Like 20, 20 dudes with luggage. <laughs> Try not to look like you're royalty. Okay. Yeah. So they, they're 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 in America to show up because prepare the the royal luggage. So much luggage. So they they make it they make it to America. They're in a taxi with all that luggage strapped up. It's like, where do you want to go? Queens. You sure? You sure? A couple of high class guys like you. You should you you should be in Manhattan. Oh no, we're we're just. Poor students. <laughs> sure. Right. Sure. Yo, that's that was their introduction to the first Queens kind of the rawness was like, fuck you. Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck? He's like So the tactic guy was like their first introduction to like the East Coast vibe. And this mm-hmm. dude, he's an actor, obviously, because they had him a little cameo with him at the end, but all the characters that I had to pay attention to and the, the way that they were speaking. It embodied queens. <laughs> embodied queens. Everything embodied queens when it came to that. I understand queens a lot more because of this movie. So they go into queens. They have all the. <laughs> they can- Where do you want to take us? The most average or whatever. He's- well, that's one thing queen has a lot of. It's a lot of average parts. Yeah. <laughs> so it takes them to the, their place to stay. They just dropped them off at a place. Ran- random, random ass place. Yeah, random ass place. Took all this luggage in there and immediately when they look for like a place to stay and go into all the luggage got, all the snatched, luggage up. got snatched up it's like come on come on let's take it take it take it i was like yeah they had to and then we get our first glimpse of the barbershop mm-hmm. young cuba gooding jr not talking so barbershop is awesome you know that's one of the hallmark statements when it comes to black culture the barbershop is the is where you get your therapy as a young boy growing up in that community just because I've been around so many where, like, barbershop, the conversations they have in there is hilarious. So for them to have, when they're talking about Muhammad Ali and Clash of Clay, that's a perfect barbershop conversation going on right there. Mama named Clay. I'm going to call him Clay. 
he did well they all did such a good job all right so this is our first glimpse of so one of the things eddie murphy's known for playing multiple characters in the same movie you know mm-hmm. this is the first time that he did it and aside from the one short dude whose name escapes me basically everybody in the barbershop was played by was eddie, eddie murphy or arsenio hall yeah yeah and i didn't uh, well i kind of figured that the what jewish dude was eddie, eddie murphy. murphy but i didn't know until the end because he played it to a point where like yo his accent was on point uh-huh yeah no apparently he went around the paramount lot to see how good the makeup was and <laughs> he'd just go up he's like talk to people in his normal but like i'm eddie murphy i know people would believe him what that was a great makeup four hours man bruh was that the same makeup cast for a thriller because it was believable <laughs> john landis knows them good dudes mm-hmm. so yeah that was my first time seeing okay so he had characters in, in his this movie too but mm-hmm. this was his first movie with characters? Yeah, playing a bunch of characters in the same movie. I can see why. I he played multiple why. characters in that These all work, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is the first time all the characters. Better than them clumps. Yeah. All these characters work. Barbershop, dude. They all were real characters. They weren't caricatures. Like, yeah. the clumps were all just like, eh, he didn't, eh. Yeah. This one's your like, uh, I'd watch them on their own. Mm-hmm. But when you got them all together, you know? Yeah. True. True. So, yeah. See the barbershop. We get into the apartment that he's going to be seeing, <laughs> and apparently it's, it was previously owned by a blind dude who was killed with yeah, his dog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a place it. I was telling you about, because he, he wanted a very poor room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he definitely got this most shittiest room. Yeah, so they they go in there, and he removes some police tape, and you look in there, it's, it is a <laughs> shithole. But then there's the chalk outline of a, of a man's body, and then a dog, he's like... Shame what they <laughs> did to that dog. <laughs> That's a famous quote that went over my head this whole time. Shame what they did to that dog. Oh, the landlord's fucking, he's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You like, what? So it's like, I don't know what else I've seen him in, but I always feel like I've seen him in lots oh, of yeah. stuff. I didn't look it up. I'm like, but that guy is. You know so what I'm getting him Oh, yeah, mixed it's a up real with? shithole. I'm getting mixed up with the dude from the dad off of uh, Romeo Must Die. I don't think that's the same guy. Oh, yeah, it's not. Oh, it's definitely not. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> they go, they meet up with that dude, and then they start going on dates. Yeah, so I don't know how they set up all these matches, because that, that's not usually how just going to a a bar works. Yeah. But <laughs> just like a series of, of women you're basically interviewing mm-hmm. as a as a team. As a team. Yeah. Well sometimes there were there were two. Yeah. So they had two sets of twins. There's a former Siamese twins <laughs> since they separated us. And there's the rapping twins. The rapping twins. You know <laughs> that's been in my head that's it. That's been in my head all day. My fiance, she always laughs because the way she starts freestyling is she says and she she's she even makes fun of herself she's like you know you you trash at rap and when you first thing you say is my name is jenny and they were (laughs) my name is peaches and i'm the best because all the djs want to feel my breast (laughs) that's that's that was peak rapping in 87 i think yeah exactly so that she's gonna like that one you know what's funny is a lot of those characters are the girls that they wouldn't meet we all can relate to something like that you know like oh yeah i met one a chick like that before so Definitely I was had Joan to... of Arc in my former life, <laughs> burning her hair. Fucking... <laughs> and and uh, Arsenio played one of the women. Yo, that was hilarious. <laughs> and your friend too. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember how do they describe. Hold on, well, I mean, it might be on this. 
is it there? Arsenio Hall, semi Morris, extremely ugly girl. <laughs> Something else I read described her as a predatory woman. Yeah. <laughs> predatory woman. <laughs> yeah, so that was funny. And then after that, they're pretty much spent. So they've had like a couple nights because they were changing outfits yeah. the whole time. So they just they going out every other night or something. Like that. Is it me or does every woman in New York have severe emotional, <laughs> uh, severe emotional problems? Yep. That's hilarious. That's one of those little side banters you just like chuckle over. Fucking hilarious. But when they're walking back to the place, it's like, when, what time were they at bars? Because they're about to go to a, a function with church people. Because yeah. <laughs> they run into the barbershop guys. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's your problem. You're not going to meet no nice girl at a bar. You got to go You gotta go to a nice place like church. You notice You notice how the barbershop guy helps him out, put him in the position to find Lisa? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, and that also goes into helping The them. oracles, man. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's like a ther- <laughs> free therapy right there. Go to a barbershop. I know, but here's my, like, going to a real barbershop, it's like, I want to go to a real barbershop because I want to get a good haircut. <laughs> but on the flip side, I don't want to fucking be there for an hour getting my hair cut yeah because then you're waiting too that's like i don't have an entire afternoon to dedicate <laughs> to go to the fucking barbershop that's why i was like i was like i was like after 10 minutes in i was like all right let's just speed this shit up <laughs> i don't need the attention you gotta get into the conversations man i'm ready to go <laughs> i'd already been waiting yeah so yeah they go into a freaking why were they holding it at night oh yeah there's like a church it was, function. it was an evening it was, yeah, it was, an evening thing. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was like a benefit concert to raise money for disadvantaged yeah. youth or something yeah that's true and then sexual chocolate man <laughs> <laughs> sexual chocolate <laughs> all right everybody's acting like they're horrible mm-hmm. they're not that bad <laughs> He kind of made it worse towards the end, but Randy Watson can sing, and Sexual Chocolate's a good band. <laughs> I would go to a Sexual Chocolate concert. I forgot we had two claps in that. <laughs> <laughs> and he drops the mic and walks off. <laughs> the fact that he made us watch that, I hate Eddie Murphy. <laughs> no, but he's like, you all know him from the What's Going Down episode of That's My Mama. <laughs> Uh, this is Arsenio Hall. So he's playing the, everyone knows this pastor in a, in a black church. The, yeah. Ha. Wait. Gotta get ya. That was Arsenio? Yeah. For some reason, I thought that was a normal dude. <laughs> no, that oh, was Arsenio. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he was good. Yeah. He was really good. <laughs> but no, no, uh-huh. fucking Eddie is Randy Watson, man. I th- under fucking appreciated. <laughs> I love Randy Watson and Sexual Chocolate. Dude, I hate it's you. so funny. <laughs> it's just I was like, I can't believe we're watching this dude. Because it is fun. It's hilarious. But the fact that he, he did the whole concert the way he did so nasty. <laughs> he pretty much raped that mic. <laughs> <laughs> he, he felt the reverence. Thank you for that for that beautiful intro. <laughs> And then he touches his cheek. The Reverend wipe, wipes his cheek as he's walking away. Everybody give him a round of applause, and they, they clap a little bit. It's like, oh, just give, give yourself a round of applause. You're beautiful. And, like, clap. It's <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, so. And that's performance by Sexual Chocolate. This is when we see McDowell's. And then Soul Glow. We realize that Soul Glow guy is there. All right, so you see it. But, like, you're not the first time you're watching it. I mean, I know it, you don't really no speed you don't notice him you don't notice him as much you, no. you notice when he pans off the tray yeah when they're sending around uh, mm-hmm. not tithes but like donations yeah 
Yeah, he's a fucking prick. Motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> got all that money and he didn't want to put one. <laughs> but that we do get our we get our introduction to Lisa McDowell, mm-hmm. amazing woman. Mm-hmm. Very, she has her morals are correct. Yeah. So, but the Reverend's a creep. <laughs> <laughs> the Reverend's a fucking creep. He's like, he introduced her. He's like, yeah, well, he, you can stop. You, you look so good. We could, you could just sop you up with a biscuit. I'm like, God damn. You're old. It's a 20 year old girl. You're well, creep. First of all, you see when he had the models up there, he's like, this is with the Lord. <laughs> he has them turn around. <laughs> just Lord. There is a God. <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, so, yeah, the, the revs a creep. <laughs> yeah, and then so goes from them meeting the McDowells to them find, getting a job with the McDowells. Well, like, if you want to see, is it go to whatever the address of McDowell's restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> so I like it's all right. Everything to do with McDowell's has always been funny, but the older I get, for some reason, it's more funny now than when I was a kid because of like when I was a kid, I just. When you don't really understand, you're like, mm-hmm. oh, what, he just tried to start his own restaurant. I mean, <laughs> I guess he did make it a little bit like McDonald's. Like, nope, that ta- that tacky motherfucker copied McDonald's <laughs> as tea. much as he could and tried to get away with Because you, you don't pick up on the how a lot of like the little social things when you're a kid watching it. You yeah. know, like, he's like, he is nervous about it the whole time. Yeah. Like, he's, ner- he's afraid he's going to get caught. Yeah. So they go to they go to McDonald's and you see it's like, and then they're getting walked around by Mr. McDowell. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, they walk outside and there's a photographer taking a picture of the sign. He's like, get the hell out of here. I'll break that camera. He's like, see, me and McDo- the people at McDonald's have a little bit of a misunderstanding. You know, they got their McDonald's. I'm McDowell's. They got the golden arches. I got the golden arcs. And you're like, as a kid, I'm like, yeah, that makes yeah. sense. <laughs> as a dog, I'm like, oh. But you watching this movie, you realize you he, Mr. McDowell is tacky as hell. <laughs> Everything about him, his whole like the like perfect. He's, he's he he does such a good job at selling it that you would think that Johnny is a is like is kind that of like is, is like guy. that in real life. Yeah. it's like he's, no, he's he's actually a really good actor. Yeah, he, he is. sells the character completely. Yeah, like one of the scenes where he was actually reading the McDonald's man, man, manuscript, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he quickly. Try to put it away. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's going on? Yeah, yeah, the McDonald's operations manual. It's like, uh, you know what it is? That's the fucking chum bucket. SpongeBob? Plankton? Oh. <laughs> it's like him trying to do SpongeBob's thing and try to... That, that's what it reminded me of. Anyway, yeah. So he his, his daughter is Lisa and he has another daughter, which... They're not sisters, are they? <laughs> They're sisters. They're just very different sisters. Okay, because, eh, I mean, one looks like the dad, the other one looks like he, he was messing around with somebody. Well, to me, it looked like he was messing around with somebody when he had Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, that's what yeah. I'm saying. <laughs> one looks like his, and the other one looked like he was messing around. Mm-hmm. So Lisa's too good to be in that family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the the little sisters has the same look as the dad. <laughs> the second, she's shysty too. Yeah, she's shysty too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, and Lisa has like real good, yeah, real good presence to her, her dad and her sister. So it's like almost like yeah, she's definitely different than the these guys. But you can see why they work. Mm-hmm. They all work. What happened to the mom though? She died. 
And I'm like, how? I don't know. I always wonder, like, I want to know the. Mo- I, w- I want to know more about the mom. I have a feeling she had a life insurance policy. <laughs> you could all see it. You could see that. You could see Mr. McDowell like cashing in his mo- life insurance on his wife to start the restaurant. <gasps> That's what I'm saying. Where did they get that money? They got that big restaurant money. Mm-hmm. You want to see what hear about McDowell's? Mm. So <laughs> I found this out. So it was. It was actually. They filmed at a, an actual, they like, they redid a Wendy's and filmed at a Wendy's. Like, they redid the exteriors and everything. Mm. But when they redid the exteriors for that, like, they got permission from McDonald's corporate to do it. Really? But, like, a local McDonald's guy didn't know about it. So he brought his own lawyer and was threatening to sue the shit out of the production. It was so funny. No way. Yeah. So, like, and he had brought it. It's like, yeah. <laughs> and like an actual photographer. Like, yeah, they're taking pictures and everything. Yo. So, what? Like, crazy. hmm I think they stole that for the movie. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, pre- pretty much if you're using McDonald's, which is dope because, you know, it makes it all believable. Like, oh, yeah, this is hilarious to, to incorporate McDonald's back in the day was taking over, too, in the 80s. Oh, yeah. I mean, there is n- nothing more American in the 80s than McDonald's. Than McDonald's. Really kind of actually sells the whole company. I actually to America missed thing. the old McDonald's way it looked for some reason. It just... Actual old McDonald's, man? They're cool looking. Yeah, that's why I, I like that McDonald's. All the little different characters, now they just had the clown. Stupid. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> his first job he ever got, McDowell gives him... I'm surprised he didn't just fire him. <laughs> what the fuck was this mopping with the inside the bucket? got a real special job for you (laughs) yeah he was really proud to have that job though well he was really proud of his daughter because i mean not her daughter soul guy soul oh yeah all right so is it that same day like he's fucking daryl man Mm -hmm. daryl's a fucking punk comes in with this and then he takes Mr. McDowell takes the freaking shake from the customer. Yeah, Louis Anderson's trying to serve a kid who bought food, and Mr. McDowell takes his like strawberry shake and hands it to. Fucking... You like strawberry shake? Yeah. Pieces. Fuck Daryl. Oh, so you, all right. I'd seen this guy on TV my whole life and never realized it was Daryl. Eric Lasalle. He was on ER, man. He's been on so many TV I've, shows. I've He's been on movies. A, he has that character though. He it, does, but it's like he doesn't. Without the Jerry curl, like it's like a heart you can't tell. Oh, the Jerry curl, the soul glow song. I love that song, man. <laughs> Yo, who sung that? Was that Prince? I don't know. Yo, we well, I know it wasn't Prince, but I don't know who sung it. Mm. <laughs> Just let your soul glow. <laughs> Could have been Oha. So silky smooth. <laughs> Honestly, like, feel did Adam Sandler get the silky smooth from Zohan? From the Soul Glow song. Because only two times I've heard, mm, Silky Smooth. <laughs> I like to think in my head that that's where he got it. I mean, Adam Sandler is a big comedy guy. He can't, he can't go wrong with Mm-mm. coming to America, taking off some of that. I like to think he took it from that. Yeah, I think he did. For sure. Yeah. So Daryl comes in, fucking prick. Uh-huh. Perfect guy mm-hmm. for the perfect role. Oh, Jerry Curls come back. You want them Jerry Curls come back? Wait. All right. So, that was a lot of grease and oil. I know. Which will help out our bottom dollar. <laughs> <laughs> so Nash and I have been growing our hair out this pandemic. <laughs> we started late. If we just started at the beginning of the pandemic, I was just instead of like when I just started cutting my shaving my head, you know, mm-hmm. you would have uh, had, had a lot. I I realized like one 
when I cut my hair this time, I didn't want to do the mullet because I didn't think I could catch up with Nash. But when my hair was like so long in the back when I got to work this time, I was like, oh, I could have caught up to Nash yeah, big could've. time. Yeah. So, yeah, my hair is going way faster. Like, <laughs> but yeah, my, our coworker and I, and I'm trying to get Ellie to get perms, get perms with us. We're doing a, we're gonna have a perm, <laughs> perm competition. I'm gonna lose because Nash has got a luscious mullet coming in. He might. Nah, you got some hair. Yeah, the top grew out like a lot. Yeah, the top, the top is out. We'll see how those perms look. We're gonna find out. Might be this time home. We'll see. <laughs> Next album cover, if this perm works out. <laughs> We'll, gonna, we'll showcase it. You're going to be sitting, laying down on some velvet? <laughs> That'd be nice. <laughs> but the reason, the reason why we started doing the perm thing, though, is I was just talking because I'd seen, I'd just seen a picture of fucking Ice Cube from the early 90s. I was like, why not me, man? Fucking Jerry Curls look fucking cool to me. Always have. And I'm like, I wish. I'm like, well, you gotta you, I'm it. like, I can't do that, but I can get a perm. <laughs> <laughs> and i could do the little shine spray but I, i'm like i can do a perm i'm waiting for this i'm waiting for yeah. this so nash and i will be getting perms yes soon yes. you should get one with us this is very it's hard my hair is like really long right now it's going to the, it's already touched the back bottom of my back shoulders yeah that's what getting a perm will make it so you basically don't need a haircut yeah exactly. it's gonna shorten it right the hell up yeah. Yeah, let me see if I can get a perm. Well, that's Mike was trying to last. I don't know if you're here yet. Mike was like, <laughs> no. he's like, he's like, he's talking shit about the, the length of my hair. It's like, I'll, you know, wear my a ball cap is like just basically slicked back. He's like, I don't, I don't like it when you you look like a dirt bag like me. I don't like it. I was, I was like, don't worry, man. As soon as I get a perm, this my hair is gonna be half the length <laughs> it is right now. <laughs> that's hilarious. Did we just talk for five minutes about perms. Hey, we had to. It's so glow. You got to know what's going on with us. <laughs> You're listening to this. You must care, right? <laughs> so, Daryl, son of the inventor of Soul Glow. Mm-hmm. He's got that big Jerry Curl money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And everywhere that he sits. He's so rich. Yeah. He got that Jerry Curl money. Everywhere he, everywhere he sits down, he leaves a nice little oily, <laughs> oily stain. <laughs> yeah. But... When he pulls up to McDowell's, first off, <laughs> he, cuts, he cuts off a car in his Trans Am. He cuts off another car yes. to, to get into the parking lot and then parks and immediately goes to spraying in Soul Glow. And did the bottle of Soul Glow have a little pick at the end or was it like, was he just so skilled that he, it looked like one motion? I don't even, I didn't even but, realize that part. No, nah, he, he, he puts, spray the Soul Glow and he, I remember he picked he, it out a little bit. I remember he he sprayed it on, but I don't remember. I don't know. But. He immediately like looked like he was. He's, I think it's either a single contraption. Or he's got the touch. He's like <laughs> right so away with, with the transition. Yeah, and this is when we figure out that him and Lisa are really serious. Because mm-hmm. she goes visit him at work. The dad's sucking up to him because he wants Lisa to marry into a, a rich. An affluent family. Yeah. So they go sees him in the office. Like, why are you working here? I'll take care of you. Mm-hmm. You know, you, I don't need my girls. Like, she likes working there. Yeah. She likes helping run a business. Yeah, she likes being productive. Business, she doesn't yeah. like, she doesn't, she doesn't want something for nothing. Mm-hmm. She wants to work and she wants to, you know, help. And that's qualities. That's qualities that Eddie's looking for. Yeah. He's not trying to find somebody that is just trying to be like nothing but royalty and do mm-hmm. nothing their whole life. Yeah. 
So <laughs> you, that's this what, is the like, build up. It's it sells more. You're like mm-hmm. you're under you're like, I like Lisa. Yeah. Not only is she a very, very attractive young woman. She has like, a more like yeah, you, she's, you see she's where got she's got a great personality. Mm-hmm. She's very grounded. Mm-hmm. Understands what she's her worth is. You know what I mean? We'll in, find in out later sense. that her sister is not. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. The difference. But yeah, she, she and she's the older sister, so I guess mm-hmm. it's that older thing. But that uh, makes sense. Mm-hmm. So she kind of holds her own when it comes to him. So Daryl's gonna take Lisa out. So they're getting in the. It said they're Trans Am or Camaro. They shared mostly the yeah. same body style. Yeah. But he's like, "Hey, take care of this for me, buddy." With it, when him and Arsenio are taking out the trash and hits him in the chest with his strawberry shake, like a real fucking sack of shit. Yeah, yeah. And then Arsenio's laughing at him. <laughs> then he looks at Arsenio. Arsenio shuts up. <laughs> Perfect. It had the prince. One thing that I love about Eddie Murphy's uh whole his character is just his ability to be positive the whole time. It was believable at the same time because you know he's like this is a prince we know where he's coming from and then the, his ability to take everything as like this is awesome the the worst room in the place and then his his excitement to is for me it was it helped in the movie as well build up the whole him and Lisa dynamic. He's believable the whole movie. You never doubt the sincerity. Yeah, of Eddie Murphy in this entire movie, which exactly. is crazy. Exactly, because all the different types of roles he has played, and exactly. the, most of them weren't entirely sincere. Mm-hmm. But this was, and you're just—that's what I say. You can never be overstated. This the talent that Eddie Murphy showed For throughout the entire decade that was no. the '80s. No, he's range crazy. Mm-hmm. Make you piss your pants and cry sentimentally. <laughs> <laughs> not because you pissed your pants all, all in the same movie exactly so yeah what happens after this one where do you cut to is it just it's just more mcdowell's restaurant stuff after that right we starting to see the ongoing of him and elisa's encounters yeah yeah i guess it, it cuts to the next day where he's like he's mopping and he he, mm-hmm. he makes an excuse to kind of Going towards Going the office and see if it, she's got any garbage or anything. Yeah. Making making an effort. And you, you start realizing, like, he's definitely not... He's human, yeah. right? He's nervous. He's, like, trying to suck up to her. And at the same time, he's trying to be, you know... He's never had to create a situation yeah, to talk to a woman before. Exactly. So it's... that's And this is... It's dope because it's all believable. So he constantly seeing Daryl coming in and taking her. And then you see other people chiming in on what they see lisa and him so like louis was like man it's hard to compete with that like all that money he has and he's like you must work very very hard and he's like what (laughs) (laughs) exactly what's cool about eddie is every time someone's telling him how girls are in america and what they look see as perceive as dope or like a guy he buys into it so he bought four hundred thousand dollar earrings mm-hmm Sent it to her. Oh, yeah. Because all right. All right, for first, it was, what's Louis? Louis, and it's like, ah, uh, guys that can, you know, can, how you can compete the guy? Yeah. Like, they like money. So he's from a secret admirer, not Daryl. <laughs> yeah. And that's when, oh, that's when we meet the sister, when the earrings show up right mm-hmm. after that. And he's like, who are you giving that booty to? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yo, nobody, that's perfect. Nobody sends you, nobody sends anything like this without but, something. Yeah. She, Maybe, she's real. She's, like, that's how, I know how people think. That's how, she's like, that's how you think. I know later on, we're going to go into the sister's dynamic, how they are, their relationship is. But they both, 
they didn't understand the game. The sisters don't understand the game because the way that they flipped up on the dudes, that's something that most sisters, I, you know, <laughs> get into it. But, like, but yeah, so you get introduced to the sister. Then she understands she has a secret admirer, doesn't know who it is. Definitely not Daryl. And then what's dope about Eddie Murphy is we skip to the scene where he's going to the barbershop again because he's looking at the curls ah. and he's thinking he should get curls. Mm-hmm. He had the same mentality. <laughs> well, he's like, he's like, well, the earrings still, Daryl's still getting the attention on him. She's like, so he goes, yeah, he goes to the barbershop. He's like, what do you, why would you want to do that? He asked for that. He asked for the soul glow look. Yeah. Like, why would you want to do that to your hair? Your I beautiful love this hair. Part. This is a dope scene for me. Yeah, they talked him into loving his own hair, not yeah. trying to impress a girl. Never heard of a woman going after a guy because he had nice hair. Exactly. And that's a bar from a barber. And then the barber, yeah, exactly. And then the barber says, if you want to impress a woman, you got to go to the father-in-law. The father. Yeah, the father, which is another gold ticket. <laughs> He's like, he ain't lying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that was perfect. And then, then you see Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy is just taking the universe as it's coming, which is dope because we're all getting it just as Eddie Murphy is. And then we're also figuring out, it's like Eddie Murphy saying, stay true to yourself. You know what I mean? And then if yourself, your moral compass is straight, you'll always find your direction. You know what I mean? So uh, that's something I looked at as the movie was going is the buildup of where, how Eddie Murphy's is able to get Lisa with the help of the community. It's nice. Mm-hmm. Nice way to look at it. Yeah. I look at it a little differently sometimes. But yeah, so definitely went started sucking up to the dad. <laughs> when the dad wasn't having he's like stay off the drugs <laughs> the, the sporting competition <laughs> yeah they, the pigskin through the what do you call that the two I forget what he called yeah. it but he's like I'm gonna tell you this one time one time only stay off the drugs Hakeem <laughs> so he got shot down there mm-hmm. and then so it was basically the next time he talked to Lisa was about that time mm-hmm. and that's when that's when she invited him out to go see the basketball, the basketball game, game with the sister and Daryl. Yeah, double dater. Yeah, they went on a little double date. Mm-hmm. And then this, what's the sister's name again? <laughs> Hold on. Tatiana? <laughs> Patrice McDowell. Patrice McDowell tries giving Eddie Murphy handy under, under his jacket. Yeah, this is the first Tatiana, uh, Tatiana on screen, I think. <laughs> so, Tatiana. <laughs> Big time, though. But it's like... She she set up the whole thing. She's like, "Why don't you take your jacket off and get comfortable?" <laughs> I was like, oh, "That's a good idea." So he takes off his jacket and he puts it in his lap. She set up the whole thing, so she immediately puts her hand mm-hmm. under his jacket, and he's trying to he's trying to talk because because Daryl's trying to ask him about sports, but he's not really asking him about sports. Yeah. He's just trying to be a dickhead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like, "I like playing sports with my hands. I don't like touching my feet." Yeah. He's like making fun of soccer. Exactly. But he's also played with baboons, and he's just being a dickhead. Yeah. Some garbage. So, yeah. And meanwhile, Eddie's over here getting... Someone's... What's her name again? Patrice McDowell. Patrice Patrice is playing with his meat stick, and then he has to cheer in his halftime. He jumps to cheer when there's nothing going on. That's my favorite. Oh, it's just it's just halftime. It's my favorite part. It's like... I'm going to use the restroom. <laughs> yeah. Runs into... A loyal Zamundian. Mm-hmm. Or is it a Zamundan? Zamund- I would say Zamundian. 
Sounds right. Yeah. So, Zamundian. a loyal Zamundian is the best moment of their entire life is seeing Prince Hakim in America. Yeah. And he's like, no, that is Prince Hakim. There's no doubt whatsoever. So he's like, oh my God. And then he goes and gets his coworker and brings him. Yeah. And then as they're taking pictures and saying, you know, and getting pictures with them is Daryl and Lisa. Delisa. Who is that? Yeah. That's just a, a man I met in the restroom. <laughs> and then the look on Daryl's face, like that's the one realistic thing. Daryl's like, yeah, because like just a man I met in the restroom, like that's weird. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> like one time you agree with Daryl, you're like, yeah, that is weird, Daryl. Yeah. <laughs> so after that, it, it cuts to McDowell's again. Mm-hmm. And this is... This is one of the dopest scenes. I have a hard time ranking them, but the, the, Samuel, the, sti- Jackson. the Samuel Jackson holding up with that on the, Yeah. So Samuel Jackson comes in when he's talking to Lisa, when he's mopping again. She mm-hmm. says, have a seat. Tells him to sit down with her so they could talk, just chat a little bit. Well, he'd been mopping, so he's got his, he's got his mop. Yeah. And then Samuel Jackson comes in. Fucking, it's a stick up. Yeah. Shotgun. He shoots. He's talking shit. Mm-hmm. And while all that's going on, Daryl's hiding like a fucking bitch. Yeah. So Marcus. Eddie starts taking off the broomstick off of the, I'm sorry, the mop, mop stick out of the, uh, off the mop. Mm-hmm. And then immediately Semi sees what's going on. Yeah. Notices, readies himself. So Eddie goes up to him. Akeem is like, you need to stop using those profanities or I will have to thrash you. <laughs> <laughs> And then Samuel Jackson, a man with a shotgun against a man with a broomstick, understandably not very afraid. Yeah. So he, he goes to handle him, and then Akeem immediately swipes up, hits the shotgun up, blasts a hole in the roof. It slides. Semi's over the counter and got it. Got it. Calls him something to do with right nostrils pizzle. Mm-hmm. Then you see, like, Lisa have, like, a low-key orgasm. <laughs> she's like, she already she already liked yeah. Akeem, you know? He's a nice guy. She liked being around him. She could tell that. Mm-hmm. That's why she invited him out. But then, then she's like, oh, mm. I've seen a real man. Yeah. And he he takes away shotguns. <laughs> I mean, dope scene. Yeah, and then immediate recognition. He's finally in with Mr. McDowell. Yes. He gets invited <laughs> to the house for... To be a bartender. Yeah, to be a, you think in he a was service gonna, capacity. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, you guys come over to the house. You guys deserve to come over to the house. And then Sammy immediately understands this is not the what the, the invite he wanted Mm-mm. to work at a party. Parking cars. Mm-hmm. And again, Mr. McDowell's tacky. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious how he's telling the prince of, <laughs> of how... how that one day in 30 years he can have that what he actually, has. Honestly, okay, so that's actually one of my favorite scenes too because he's just, because <laughs> him, he's explaining if he works hard the perspective. and works his way up, you know, 30 years, he, he might be able to have a house like that. <laughs> and this is from one of the richest people on the planet basically. Yeah. Like nobody lives in the type of luxury that he is growing up with. No. He's like, Yes, uh, perhaps. <laughs> that would he was like that would be crazy mm-hmm. to have that house in thirty years. <laughs> perhaps, <laughs> Mister McDowell. So this is the scene. The, the party is for it's pretty much 
we find out later when all of the Jerry Curl family of Daryl's. <laughs> oh, yeah, they all actually. I love Daryl's family. <laughs> He, oh, I love him too. He goes and he goes and talks to Daryl's family, and every single one of them has a Jerry curl. He was a tragedy waiting to happen. Like that was <laughs> it wasn't Daryl's fault. He was like, <laughs> yeah, st- still a little prick. Yeah, I like how all the family, the the mom, then and they get no. up. <laughs> he's the Jerry curl, Bruce. All right, he's the black version of the blonde rich kid in high school movies in the eighties <laughs> that you just automatically. Oh yeah, fuck this guy. Yeah, yes. You know, he's the blonde rich kid and he's the queen's black version of that where he's like this fucking prick. Like it's not his fault that he's rich and he comes in his and he comes from dickhead family, but yeah. you know what? You could still hate him. Yeah, you could still hate him. For real. This is actually another dope scene just like you saying the proposal scene just cuz I looked at it that way, but then I also looked at the arranged marriage. Yeah, no, it, I was thinking the same thing cuz you notice it, but you don't think about it as much. Like no. it's like they both didn't want to have their future decided for them. Yeah. And when Daryl goes to ask Mister McDowell if he can propose to his daughter, in their minds it was a done deal as soon as he asked, and they didn't even discuss with Lisa. Yeah. Mister McDowell just announces that they are engaged, mm-hmm. which really pisses off Lisa. I mean. For you to have a daughter that's so loyal to you like that, and for you to have yourself like that, I mean, I could... Well, and here's the thing. Understandably, she was really upset with Daryl, mm-hmm. and it gave her a reason. Like, she was, like, basically, in her mind, she broke up with him. Yeah. You know, because he was trying to get back. Mm-hmm. But she, like, basically was done with Daryl after that base. And the thing is, she should have been more mad at her dad, dad too. For real. She, like, was not taking out on her dad enough because he fucked up, too. Yeah, no, he was the driving force. I mean, Daryl was in the driver's seat, but he was a fuel, you know? Mm-hmm. He was like the engine and that whole thing. They have a nice conversation out. I love that conversation. It was dope. I just was, uh, I guess uh, that's when the transition of you see where she's, her focus is at now. Like, mm-hmm. It changed from Daryl there straight to Akeem on that swing. Yeah, and she's still not acting like it's romantic. It's like, you know, I think my sister likes you, and he just smiles like, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> yeah. You could tell she liked him a lot because when she said the one thing, I feel like I can't tell you anything. I hear that a lot, and I, that's the key. Pay attention to all y'all who don't know game. When girls says I can feel like I can tell you anything, that is the entrance to ruining her life. <laughs> <laughs> if you're a piece of shit like Daryl. But, yeah, no, she. that's when you kind of know the switch up on where Akeem is getting the upper hand. Mm-hmm. which is dope because it's all natural it's a good transition mm-hmm. very good and then they start the courtship and i love this this is where everything's starting to go great i'm watching i'm like i'm all into the movie i didn't want nobody calling me nothing i was super into it at this point because everybody this is the moment you're waiting for and i love the and that was a, another dope they're like back-to-back dope scenes yeah no they, they i feel like all right so john landis he wanted to do a director's cut of this movie because he thought it was too long and it should be shorter. Yeah, it was like two hours. I mean, what are they cutting out? No, they can't cut out. Yeah, I agree. Usually, you know me. I'm like, yeah. that movie's too long or they could have cut some stuff out. No, this, no. usually this and movie- I was trying to be picky too. I was like, what scene could they have cut out and it would have Didn't propel the story and help. Nah. It's pretty close to a perfect movie. Yeah, it is. Just because of the comedy there, the dating, the love, the romantic part of it, because it's hard to have two both of those- 
and then the severity of of the situation with the arranged marriages it was like all the dynamics that they were going through you can you you're in it you know so and it took that time and took that build up and that's why we needed it otherwise we wouldn't have been so drawn into them at the end because mm-hmm. i was from where she was coming from where he was coming from and then seeing how they from queens in africa came together it's hilariously portrayed but then it's like that's how love is yeah. it's not a fast-paced movie by mm-hmm. any means but every scene feels the necessary yeah i like the long courtship period too i did too it just each scene builds like the a the relationship mm-hmm. b the character like because you get to know lisa a lot more through these scenes yes but it also shows it keeps building up little situations where he keeps trying to hide the truth about how rich he is but it keeps she keeps thinking that he's afraid of being poor and she doesn't care about any of that yeah and it's just like each little thing it's just their interactions are all nice so i used to be big on like these dating gurus and stuff like that and what eddie murphy did i mean he wasn't a dating guru or he just had that he had the game but everything about the hit the courtship and the back and forth it plays off of all these dating gurus and what they say so it's, it's kind of crazy that if you would just pick up game on how to date people through this movie you can actually pick up a lot if you pay attention to the way eddie murphy <laughs> goes about it. no for real like the whole quoting of nietzsche <laughs> like women love when people motherfuckers have that you know little sentiment little renaissance man kind of thing to them at the same time it was like they're always funny cracking them up this is game 101 this movie so for those of you guys who don't know nothing about dating watch coming to america and just pay attention to Hakeem the whole time perfect way i mean he was pretty much poor so if you can make yourself look rich in someone's eyes without money akeem knows how to do it very well said mm-hmm. to the court you believe that she's falling in love with them too mm-hmm. you know and just each part builds that up you know it's really nice yeah that part i don't care if you're poor ah that one spoke to me i, was, I love this lisa mcdowell girl. lisa i know lisa mcdowell <laughs> she did it right her legacy will live on <laughs> She deserves to be royalty. Yeah. I think I had some notes on that. And then the whole, all the way to the point where they even kiss. I was like, that was a dope scene. Mm-hmm. Play by play. So we get to that point where we're starting to see now how Eddie Murphy is going to try to open up that part. This is another dope part of the whole courtship is because now we're trying to see that he's not trying to lie to her. He's, he's trying to bend the truth to a point where he the only time he lies is when he has to lie. You can tell he's getting comfortable with it, yeah. too. But when they're at a museum and it shows the royal family of Zamunda, he had to distract her to get past the picture of himself with his parents. Exactly. And his choice of words were, he was pretty on his toes with it. So everything leading up to that part where he was, now he's trying to have her in because she's all invested in him now. It's like, how is he going to be able to open up? But it's already, Simi's already ruining for it. He's sabotaging it as we as we're speaking because he goes to having her come over to the house. And this is when we forget that Simi and him supposed to go to work. and But instead he goes on his date after work. And so Simi stays home and straight pimps out the place. So Cause he told, cause they had an he's like, Sammy didn't go want to go to work today. He's like, you're going to work. Mm-hmm. He's like, we live in this squalor or whatever. Yeah. He's like, well, clean up, clean up, but you're going to work. Yeah. And then his way of cleaning up was pimp my ride style and just puts a jacuzzi TV, all this neon lights up in the, in the building. 
and in the apartment and Akeem thinks he's coming into this poor apartment with his date because they're about to cook and now he has to make up a reason why he can't and this is Semi's first steps into sabotaging what he came out there to do mm-hmm. so then he tells he tells them they can't they have to switch apartments now because <laughs> you can't have that stuff in there and so the the landlord is hilarious he's like what are y'all boys doing is this hot <laughs> first thing he says is this hot nope he's like mm. well if y'all looking for a place <laughs> my, my, my apartment. He, he's like is it poor oh yeah it's a real shithole <laughs> <laughs> but like before the date's over though he's like what are you doing He's like, I'm making sure you can't do any more damage. So he starts taking all the money and putting it into a paper bag. It's like, don't take my spending money. It was wads oh, of, wow. it was so much money. Yeah. Like, wads of hundred dollars, hundreds of dollars. He's like, don't sp- take my spending money. Yes. So you remember that, that nice thing where he drops all that money off with the homeless, the homeless dudes? Who are those they, two guys? You can tell that they, you can tell they were somebody, right? Right. So when we watch Trading Places, you'll find out. Is Trading Places before this Ah, we're back. Mm-hmm. So they have something to go. Okay, I knew something about that was like that. What they said was some segue kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, you could tell it was referencing something. I know you could tell mm-hmm. it because I thought they were gonna show at the end them blowing their money that he sent them, but no. So I was like, what happened to those guys? We'll watch Trading right. Places. Cool. You'll think it's you'll like Trading Places. All right. So yeah, so he gives those money to that guy. He, he gets he tries to get his switches apartment, but before he switches the apartment, freaking Lisa's sister goes into the, the apartment and sees Semi and them and like, what is all this? What are y'all doing? Y'all y'all can't afford this on that pay grade. And then Semi's ass straight like the annoying friend he is. They always do this. <laughs> they always change it up where. For the girl, they make them the swag stealing. Yeah, the swag stealers. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he says he was Prince, and uh, Akeem was his servant. Which, as you can see, she's she already knows she has her her eyes are locked onto the money, just like her dad. She went from chasing after a poor dude because she's what'd you call it? Tatiana. <laughs> Tatiana. <laughs> you know, chasing just because you know. She found him a tra- But as soon as she saw money, she just looked at him like he was Straight trash. Up. Straight up trash. Just the look she gave him. Yeah. Like, just the, mm. Mm. like she's all of a sudden way better, uh-huh. way too good to even be in the same room as exactly. him. Exactly. What a, what a. But Simi's ass was just, mm. and then. But you could tell Eddie actually thought that was kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because <laughs> it, it helps clever. her. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it also gets her off of him, yeah. off of his back. Perfect. And. That was dope. I mean, then after that, was that before? Yeah, that was before. And then Semi's ass goes to Wells Fargo. No, Wells. No, I, like Western, Western Union. Union. Yeah. <laughs> Please send help. No, not Sam, but it's like, we have, we're, we have, we're, we're in dire straits. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, the woman reading it. Yeah. You're, you're faithful servant Semi. Semi. <laughs> yeah. 400,000? Like, you, sh- you, sh- you sure you want me to send this? He's like, should I say five? She's like, 300,000? Like, you think that's too much? Oh. Why not f- Why why not four? It's like, oh, maybe five. You know what? You're right. A million. She's, like, she, why not? She's like, why not just should I do 500,000? She's like, why not a million? She's like, you're right. 
they have to be super rich to just ask for a million dollars. Let me just tell you how rich that is. Just as like when they're he's That's thinking of eighties money, bruh. Okay, P Diddy just today gave his mom his mom's birthday today a gift of million dollars, <laughs> and she's like seventy. All right. Akeem and them were about to ask this dude, their dad for a million dollars just because, like, it's pocket change. Well, I mean, they didn't even have to request any when he bought $500,000 earrings. Oh, yeah, true. He, they didn't even have to request anything. They just had it. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, that's so ridiculous. I want to know how rich How much this cash were they? Where was all that cash when all their luggage got stolen? What? Exactly. The gold air drive? Anyway. I don't know. We don't know how rich this king is, but we know it's more than Wakanda king. But this is when the king comes. It's not the million dollars they send. He actually king comes, right? Yeah. Okay. So he's on another date with Lisa. Mm-hmm. And then, so he's not at home. But all of a sudden, the royal party shows up outside the barbershop. <laughs> all of a sudden, a bunch of rose petals go on the snow. And he goes and visits them in the barbershop. He's trying to find his son because that's the address that that they sent so <laughs> he's in there he's well above being in that place asking where his son's at yeah oh you mean kunta yeah he's talking about kunta <laughs> and all of a sudden uh, eddie murphy is as saul the jewish man he's yeah. like he's just like feeling on the robe he's like this is nice what is that velvet it's <laughs> it's, it's a line an actual line skin. what is that velvet <laughs> that's the seed i was like oh my gosh well i've heard that what is this velvet? What is this velvet? It just flew over my head all the time. <laughs> my gosh, I love it. Mm-hmm. Had a lion on him, and just like, what is this? <laughs> what is this velvet? <laughs> Quote, great quotables. Mm-hmm. So they go up to the fifth floor, go to his address, and that's the landlord's in there. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, they're down at my, they're down at my place. Yeah. So they go downstairs, and they find the semi opens up the door. He just screams and slams slams the door shut because he was not expecting to see them, and he knows that no. they're going to be in trouble. Yeah. So immediately opens up the door. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and <it's>, Sire, <laughs> what are you doing here? Yeah, and then this is the king. Pretty much says you are disgraced. <laughs> You'll be punished. You'll be confined to our room, our presidential suite at the Grand Astoria. <laughs> and he's, <laughs> he's like. And like, would I have the feathers? No, he's like, but he's like, make sure he's thoroughly cleaned. Thank, Thank you, Highness. <laughs> Thank you. And then he puts his head down, like he's in, ashamed. But he just, he's finally gonna go to the lap of luxury. Yeah. Simi is saved. Little sycophant Simi. Mm hmm. So that's why then they go to the McDowell's. Yeah. Dope scene. This is a dope scene. Oh, you mean Mr. McDowell just trying to suck up for 10 minutes straight? <laughs> suck up. Catch time, try to throw Daryl, <laughs> try to get rid of Daryl all oh, at yeah. the same time. That, the whole, that whole sequence of the, or, well, okay, so before they make it there, it's when they're still up there. He sees the rose petals on the ground when they're pull, about to be in front of a, ta- pull in front of a taxi. He's like, no, yeah. we can't go in. He's yeah. like, no, I, I want to, because they were at that stage where she was going in. Mm-hmm. And she want, uh, she's yeah, like, I want to. I she's, want like, to. she's like, it's too soon. I want to. It's like, now's not the time. So yeah. they're like, so she takes her to her place in a cab. And then his family had already been there. Mm-hmm. So he's all sucking up to Akeem now. And he's trying to get him to stay. Because yeah. the father's like, oh, oh, you know, I skipped ahead. Let's go back to, let's go back to the house. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's simultaneously trying to suck up to the king and queen. 
keep Daryl away because he just found out that he's rich, even yeah. though he invited Daryl over. <laughs> Bounce him back and forth, six the dog on him, mm-hmm. you know, confide in it, talk to the daughter. And then he, eventually King Joffrey goes to talk to her. A, this is the first time, like, it's like, I'd like to speak to her alone. And then McDowell's immediately just like backs out, like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Punk. Yeah. Why do you want to talk to my daughter alone? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care if you're king. But just the way he said it, like, you don't tell me to leave my daughter's room in my home. Right. And so he was showing his the bitch in him, but at the same time, he'll make up for it later. Like, I don't, <laughs> eh, yeah. True. Yeah. <laughs> He basically got pushed into a corner and had to say at least a little something. Yeah, true. So, but then he he did give. I thought that he was going to change his mind when he bring out the checkbook. Mm-hmm. But he did stick okay, to his guns. Right. You he know, stuck you're to right. his guns. You're, you're right. You're right. Right. A million dollars. He's like, all right. You're right. He yeah. did. He, he did stuck to his that guns. part. Okay. You're right. <laughs> you're right. But the king goes and talks to Lisa. Mm-hmm. He's like trying to explain that no, he couldn't possibly be in love with you. He's just here to sow his royal oats because he, but I mean, it, it, already, is, was... it already established it. Yeah. He has no idea what's going on with his son. Ever. No. He really probably thought that. And he really thought that there's no way his, he doesn't know his son at all. There's yeah. no way his son. That's why I love the mom be, in this scene yeah. too. There's no way that his, there's no way. Yeah. You know? But the mom gets it. She's like, he's in love. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's dope to see, the queen actually start, you know, I know more about my son than you do, mm-hmm. or our son than you do, you know? And then, so yeah, so she she's speaking up, and then they, they're going for this hunt to find Lisa, or nah, he's- Not yet, so Lisa leaves and runs out because yeah. she's upset from what the king said. Yeah. And that's when he's like, what did you say to my daughter? And then he is, the king's being a prick. Mm-hmm. Because he just doesn't really know, understand that he is a prick yeah. when he when he's doing it then, and then the queen says, "Apologize to him. You insult you insult him. I'm not gonna apologize. He is beneath me." Mm. And then is yeah. So but then he ends up defending his daughter, and then he's like he tries to write him a check. He's not having it. Mm-hmm. He says he's gonna break his foot up on his. And then the king's like honestly does not understand what he had just said to him. He's like, huh? <laughs> he'd never been threatened before not once in his whole life he'd never been threatened nah it's like huh so they leave but that's in that time like just just the bouncing around and people just missing each other yeah like, it's not like it took it's just it just time the timing of how the bouncing around was just kind of was kind of cool i thought yeah, yeah i thought i thought it was cool too it made you want to you're like oh it builds it builds like this amount of tension exactly yeah that's so, a good point so he when they're there, he goes to back to his place and finds Semi. No, no, the yeah. note, the, the note, note yeah. saying where Semi's at mm-hmm. at the Grand Astoria. And then so he goes there, sees Semi, get dressed. We're going to the McDowell's. Yeah, and then they go to the McDowell's, and that's when they meet the, the he meets the parents. Yeah. yeah, so he meets the parents, and then that's their second trip there, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, so yeah, yeah. So he meets the parent. He he finally sees his dad and mom. And then they, they have their little quarrel. Okay, so you know what we missed we missed a part though. So in between when they were there the first time and when they went back the second time and upset her, mm-hmm. he tried to explain to Lisa who Akeem is. Yeah. You know, he's got his own money. And he has his The dad. Uh, yeah, yeah. He has his own money and meant his pictures on it. Yeah. <laughs> so that that 
that's why Lisa's in her room upset because she's like, oh no, he's she he's been lying to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For a really understandable way, though. Yeah, it is. She got more upset than I think she should have. She she did. Because she, she overreacted. Underst- that's. The only problem I have with Lisa is how much she overreacted to this situation. Yep, exactly. That's true. That's so true because he couldn't have got to where he was with her if he had been rich. So she should have known this motherfucker had to do that. So we could skip back to where we should be. He's back at that place. His parents are there. Mm-hmm. And he finds out that she ran off and he's going to go. He's like, get back here. And he's like, no. He's like, Joffrey, he's in love. <laughs> and the mom says go yeah we're not stopping you mm-hmm. and then like she she comes joffrey shut up <laughs> <laughs> so tr- <laughs> shut up <laughs> so it's perfect every time i watch that i love the queen yeah she makes you feel like mom yeah that's mom mm. <laughs> i will say what i did not pick up on as a kid like she is attractive though yeah she is she's a very beautiful <laughs> regal woman mm-hmm. so he goes after her and then he he's running down the street and then he sees her across the street and she goes down into the subway so he runs down into catches catches the subway with her yeah so they're talking and then they're getting an argument because it's like don't you want to know what i was doing your father already told me you're here to sow your royal oats <laughs> all right lisa's not that fucking stupid no nobody puts in that much work no. and goes undercover to work at a fast food restaurant to try to get laid no because honestly that's the worst route you could take. No, but fast food does not equate to booty. <laughs> She's not stupid, but also she is a woman. And, you know, they, they find any way to make something toxic and then hold on to it and shake it up and put it into her face and make us feel guilty about it. Come on. Anything, anything, to anything. Our, <laughs> to our potential female <laughs> listeners. <laughs> Hey, we're sorry. Hold on, hold on. Let me, let me just say something. Y'all, y'all making, know what y'all doing. Hey, but quit making stuff so toxic. For real, <laughs> stop testing us. We will, we will stop testing you. <laughs> so, like, seriously though. Oh, all right. Every single time I watch this movie, when she throws the earrings, but then he catches them one-handed. Mm-hmm. That's like a four-foot throw of a pair of earrings. <laughs> it's both. Of, it was caught right. <laughs> Palm, what is that? His palm's like four to five inches across, you know? I'm like... Why did I catch this too? <laughs> but it's like, she either is an amazing, amazing coordination to be able to like make that throw, but there's nothing, no pair of earrings have ever stuck to, you know, it just doesn't make any sense. I mean, I want to say that was real and in action and caught right there. Just like how they caught the dad tripping on the way out to try to close the door. Remember that? <laughs> That was him tripping. I know that had to be. Oh, yeah, but it was just a good take. It was just it. so great. Then, but that one, I noticed it too. I was like, what the hell? Those earrings look like he just spiderwebbed them right to his hands. Because the, he didn't catch anything. They just show her throwing it and him cl- closing his hand. Yeah. There's uh-huh. nothing there. There's nothing there, huh? <laughs> <laughs> My domain. Movie, movie magic. Got my ass. Movie magic. Yeah. So, yeah, they, they, they have the, their, their little get down. And this is dope because we don't, it's unsettled, you know? They go about their own way. She said she can't do it. Dramatic. Yeah, she can't. He was lying. She can't let him step down as king, as prince. Because mm-hmm. he, was, he was, he was ready to renounce his place and future right to the throne. Yeah. And she wouldn't let him do it. Mm-hmm. But she wouldn't be with him. It was just, it was weird. 
But they had to leave it like that. Yeah. So you can have the the sad period. Yeah. And then he's all sad because he, he has to go back to the Zamunda he lost. Mm-hmm. And he's going to get married off to the barking lady. And then as the bride comes up, yo, I thought that dress was going to be goofy. <laughs> I was like, damn, it's that goofy ass chick again in that big ass dress. But then when her face showed up, I'm like, yo, that dress is actually not bad. <laughs> I like that dress. She she looked good. <laughs> yeah, that goofy chick, man. She really is, though. It's like, uh, she uh, she's the worst in Zamunda besides the big girl that introduced her. Yeah, she should have been a flower chick. No, because she wasn't attractive enough to fit in the flower crew. Oh, yeah, she she was only there for that one part, but you know what I'm getting at. Yeah, if he had to marry a Zamundian, it should have been a rose bearer or, exactly. or the lady-in-waiting. Exactly what I'm, my point on that one. So, oh, nobility. That's what the lady-in-waiting is, and that's what everybody else was there. That's like Zamundian nobles. Yes. So that's that's that, and there's a lot of them. Mm-hmm. It's his wedding day. He's all depressed, and then he raises the veil and sees that it's Lisa. They had gotten her to change her mind. It was the parents. Yes, it was the parents. Yeah, it was the parents. You really like they care about their son, and they, mm-hmm. well, you know, the mom did, but you know, the father and the oh, we, you know, we skipped over the father and the mother were talking. They're talking, and they're like, in the, he's limo. Joffrey. He's in love. It's like it was tradition. It's who am I to break what tradition? Is like. I thought you were the king. Man, the mom hit it home uh, with that one. And then it cuts she, to the wedding. It's yeah. Like, and you realize, he realized he was wrong. He wants his son to be happy, even if he doesn't understand it. Mm-hmm. So he did what he needed to do. You can tell that happened. Yeah. That and that's why, all right. Okay. I do have one thing for the, the section where we normally do like unnecessary things and mm-hmm. it are things that didn't work. Yeah. And I just have one thing. All right, so great scene with them going, all right, so they make out hard. Sire, it's not the time, not the part. Because the, before they actually do the wedding ceremony, they just start kissing and kissing. they don't stop kissing. Yeah. Because they're just so happy to see each other. Uh-huh. And then it cuts to them. Yeah, oh, he's like, it's, it's Akeem. <laughs> but then it cuts to them in the car to drive away. And everybody's celebrating and dancing and the car's taking off, you know? Yeah. And she's like, would you really have given up all this for me? It's like, we could give it up right now if you'd like. And she looks around. Nah, but everybody's dancing and celebrating when it's them sitting and it's a tight, sh- like it's a close up shot of those two sitting in the yeah. back of the car. You can tell there's like green screen behind them or something because like the people dancing behind them just and they're supposed to be moving with the car. It just looks weird. I didn't really catch that. It I was, just, it looked know, weird. Did you see the McDowell sign in there? Uh uh-uh. uh. It's like an M, the arches. <laughs> did they give him a royal I, banner? I think, I think they, they, they put a restaurant in the, I don't know if I was seeing things or maybe they catered. They gave her the way. That's hilarious. And then that was pretty. Yeah, that was it. So, second Eddie Murphy movie. Feel like you're giving it a thumbs up? Do we do thumbs up? No. <laughs> I guess like mo- a lot of people listening don't even remember Siskel and Ebert. Thumbs up. Thumbs bro. up. Man. All right. So, what are you thinking? I mean, King, we pretty much walked through it all. I think we can touch up on key ingredients with things that stuck up but i think everything we had talked about was actually shared within the it was the rundown i mean was eddie arsenio the whole cast and john landis like all that together made one of the funniest and i say i say a very heartfelt comedy of our of my lifetime i love this movie perfect it holds up yeah i like that it holds the fuck up. it's so good mm-hmm. unnecessary ingredients i said nothing but then i found that one thing i was like you know what that was bugging me <laughs> I said nothing. I actually wrote something like scratch it out. 
So, do you have any questions or did it make you look different or anything like that? Nah. It's just one of those movies that you just kind of sit and you enjoy it. And I, I mean, as far as legacy, for me, the legacy is it's, it's the last one was like Eddie Murphy's, like when you really came into his own and showed that he was a star was what, what he did with Beverly Hills. Yeah. Like he, he ran that movie. Mm-hmm. Same thing, this one, but this is, this is him in top form. Yeah. So this will always, this is going to always be my favorite Eddie Murphy movie. Yeah. I, I just said the same thing. I said that the, the film legacy, they just pretty much showcase Eddie Murphy's impact on film and just his comedy and how much it affected everything that came after. Eddie so, Murphy. I mean, no, this is like one of those, yeah, it's definitely one of the really well done big cast comedies that really let a lot of people get in on the action and share scenes with them. Yeah. You know? It's just like, it's just very well balanced. And a lot of the characters, the characters that he played, you can see those same characters in other movies just as, oh, yeah. just as much. So it's just, you kind of want to assume that Eddie Murphy had his touch on a lot of newer comedy or new, oh, newer comedians. It's, it's definitely an influential movie. Hell yeah, man. That's why I say like, I say it's like most quotable movie of my lifetime up until the 2000s. <laughs> There's some 2000 movies that came out of our haters for sure. So, but this one, top tier for sure. Top tier Eddie Murphy movie. One of my favorites. It's a beautiful movie. I, I want to say it was just beautiful. It's not the word I keep saying, but I loved it, bro. Man, this is more. Yeah. So this is this is in the order that we're listening, but I mean that you that people are gonna listen in. But we just capped a season since we had to record an extra episode since we decided not to release Highlander next season, guys. Yeah, man. But it's been it's been fun, man. It is. So we're gonna keep doing this. It's weird that we recorded an entire season without even having a single listener because we haven't released a single episode yet, but whatever. <laughs> That's part of the whole investing part. Mm-hmm. We, we're going to be, you know, wanting to put ourselves out there in the best foot forward. Hopefully we are doing that with our content and those who are listening, you guys are becoming familiar with our personalities, the type of movies we're into, you know, the type of content that we want to bring out to you guys. I, I just hope that everybody that's listening are finally understanding who we are, what we're about, and just know that we just... We just let one of people to understand the vibes that these movies are dope. They have some lifelong lessons that you'll forever remember, quotes, memes, and things like that. And yeah, definitely some some movies I will take with me. And part of my life story is how these movies impact me in my comedy or in, in all my the videos that I'll be posting on Instagram and social media too. So I'm going on a little rant right now, but I just. This season has been so fun, and I just appreciate you for even starting it. And this is the start to a lot of things coming. Yeah, we started it together. Yeah, man. It was actually your idea. Well, an idea is just an idea. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks uh, for listening. Yeah, this will edit down to under two hours, which is good, because the last one we recorded was John Wick, and <laughs> we talked about an hour and a half long movie for three hours. That'll edit down, too, but... I I think, honestly, in the order things are released, does this come in after? Yeah, this comes in after John Wick. Okay. So you already sit through some long ones. (laughs) All right. Appreciate you. Hey, we're on, by the time you listen to this, hopefully we posted something, but we got all social medias, basically everything's Days of Films Past on whatever your platform you're on, and daysfilmspast.com.
even if things don't kick off, I see t-shirts in the future and, and some, <laughs> you, you know what? We'll probably do some t-shirt giveaways at some point. So oh man, come on. Now. All right. Hey, thanks guys. Later.